Okay, so hey, it's me. It's Zach, Zachy boy, right? right. I got, yeah. I made you lots of, I, I made you lots of money from the, my first three movies, right? Uh, yes, Zach, we're very impressed uh, with the returns that we've had with your movies. The Dawn of the Dead remake was excellent at the box office. You had some really, really good buzz uh, with 300. Uh, Watchmen was very well received by a lot of people. Maybe not the biggest success we were hoping for, but it was uh, it was still very well received and an excellent piece of filmmaking. An excellent example of what can be done with a real gritty, gritty comic book. That's so, what I said. Right, and you were right. Absolutely right in this case, Zach. So, so what have you got for us now? I would like to do mm-hmm. something original. E- easy on the on, on the sofa there. Oh, sorry. Is that is that new? It's it, well, we just we just had it brought in, so it just, is new. Just, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good it's leather. Yeah. It's good leather. So so okay. So let's let's hear what you got. You want to do something original? One hundred percent original. I'm thinking this has never been done. Are you okay. ready for this? I'm ready. World War Two. Um. Now, Zach. Uh, <laughs> it's great, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it actually has been done. Um, the second Spielberg, war. Yeah, uh, Spielberg actually. Uh, they did a whole thing about saving a private named Ryan. Uh, it was it was pretty big. Won some Oscars. Huh. Um. Don't forget the there's the uh, thin red line. Um. I mean, there was big red one back in the you know back in the eighties. There, the one with the it, dude. And I'm just, I'm saying it has been done. So oh. let's. Do you have anything else? I got. I got more. Use? I got more screenplay ideas. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. Uh. Okay. How about? Uh, all right. So I got these books that I really want to adapt into okay. a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know this doesn't. I know I said I want to do a uh, original, but th- nobody's ever adapted this before. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, Zach. Um, first of all, it's uh, awesome. They, they were they were adapted into cartoons, uh, and then actually more recently, uh, Peter Jackson fellow uh, did quite a big deal where he adapted like all of them and put as much of the books in as he possibly could. Pe- so it's been done from every nuance. Peter Jackson, the cigarette guy. <laughs> no, uh, the fantastic uh, director from down under who directed the Frighteners, uh, Meet the Mel Peebles. Gibson? No, no. no, no. In fact, um, he's not allowed in my synagogue anymore. I, I mean, I don't blame you there. Okay, so uh, th- th- that's okay. That's okay. I got, I got more. How about, how about you got more. A, well, that's good, cause, uh, you know, a movie? Yep. Uh, yeah, I got more. Um, how about a movie about uh, girls in an asylum? Never been done. Well, there was Girl Interrupted. Uh, so, I mean, there's that. How about a movie uh, about Terminators? Terminators. There are There is literally a franchise called Terminator. There's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. It's like one of the greatest action movies of the 90s. It's it's actually one of the go-to movies of the 90s when you're talking 90s. All right. Easy on the couch. I'm sorry. It's a habit. Okay, fine. You know what? <gasps> Wait a second. I've got it. Okay, because you really, you're not to sell me on this one, Zach, because you're telling me you want to do something original, and all you're doing now is you're pitching me stuff that's already been done, you're pitching me stuff that is an existing property, and that you want to remake or have no idea that it was remade, or that you, you really got to bring it home to me, Zach. Tell me something, boffo, that I can 
send to the box office. All those things I just pitched you as separate movies. Oh, God. Yes. We put them all into one movie. Continue. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm on to pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Welcome, 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 welcome to... Yeah, Nathan says hello. I am Brendan. I'm Nathan. This is the 50th episode... Wow. Of What Were They Thinking? Such a long, strange trip. (laughs) It has been quite a ride. (laughs) And because it was the 50th episode, Nathan really wanted to give us something special for this this occasion... And yeah, boy, and was, howdy, have you I ever was really, done that? <laughs> I was really glad that you that you took my suggestion of uh, just a Saturday Night Live sketch, and and we watched that, and we're going to talk about that for the next hour and a half. That you know that awesome. It was that my favorite. It's really easily one of my favorite Steve Martin sketches from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, so that's not what happened. No. no Did we, we get the wires crossed? Because I that's what I, I you're a big Saturday Night Live guy, so I figured uh, you'd I... be. That's why I chose it. You, uh, I, I watched the, the Zack Snyder movie. Oh, good Lord, Brendan, why would you do that to yourself? I figured it would be tough to fill an hour and a half with the Saturday Night Live sketch. Maybe for you. Do you want to take a second and watch it? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Okay, we'll be right back! And we're back! (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe you did that to yourself. And then I just did that to me. You just did that to you. You, uh, you, you were the one who bestowed Zack Snyder's magnum opus upon us. <laughs> Sucker Punch, 2011, starring oh, Emily it's... Browning and <laughs> Carla Gugino and <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. Jenna Malone. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Oscar Isaac is in this movie. The only way this thing was getting an Oscar. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> And the most random cameo of all time, John Hamm. <laughs> oh, don't forget, Scott Glenn was in it too. Yeah, <laughs> John Hamm. I, John, my reaction to John Hamm though was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he owed somebody a favor. <laughs> I feel like, well, it's and it's not like he's ever been in a Zack Snyder film before this, so uh, I don't know. Maybe he's good friends with Jenna Malone. <laughs> Could be. But yeah, Sucker Punch. Uh, right from the get-go, we should say this film did receive a bit of criticism for its portrayal of women. Oh, uh, and also the fact that it's a stylized nightmare and a bit shocking, of a fever dream. Shockingly enough. This is a quote I have here. This is not a review, just a quote about Zack Snyder's... Uh, uh, now, but I should I should preface this by saying I don't think Zack Snyder is necessarily a bad guy like we talked about Steve Walsh. Yeah. I just think... He, Anyway, this is the quote. Zack Snyder must have known in pre-production that his greasy collection of near-rape fantasies and violent revenge scenarios disguised as a female empowerment fairy tale <laughs> wasn't going to satisfy anyone but himself. That's one rather biting one. Uh, the other one I have is, depending on whom you ask, 
Snyder set out to make either the ultimate sexist masturbatory fanboy fantasy or the ultimate critique of sexist masturbatory fanboy fantasies. He failed spectacularly on both le- both counts, but in true fiasco form, there's something fascinating and even strangely majestic about that failure. The funny thing is, I remember when this movie came out and that ev- like everybody was just like, this movie's trash, it's don't waste your money, that sort of thing. And all of the defenders who came to the to to the movie's you know, defense, as defenders do, uh, were saying like it's because fanboys can't take the idea of a woman saving themselves. And there wasn't a man as the uh as the main protagonist. Nope, this movie is just a mess. Yeah, because that happened when Wonder Woman came out, right? Everybody hated it. Well, all, all, <laughs> all, all the incels and men rights one, the, the people did. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's no pre- pleasing some people. No. Uh, no, this this thing... Well, we should note this thing did not do well at the box office. No. Um, now, the numbers may sound like it didn't flop, but I can assure you it did not do well. Uh, oh, I had it written down, and now I don't even remember. I think... It made like about five, five to ten million more than it cost, which is not okay. good. No, I think the budget was something like a hundred and seventy-five million, something insane. Because for uh, some twisted reason, they never lump in advertising and stuff for the uh, for the budget. So, if you say a movie makes its budget back, it's not a good thing because no, you're still not breaking even because the accounted millions that go into advertising the damn thing. Right, and also like the other thing about that too is when you make money internationally. That doesn't all go directly to the movie. Like you only make a certain percentage of that, so it's better to make most of the money in North America or in the United States, and I guess in Canada, yeah. um, rather than solely doing really well in like China, for instance, which is what a lot of movies do. Like that Warcraft movie, yeah, apparently huge over there, <laughs> made like a trillion dollars in fucking China, made yeah. like ten bucks here. Like that's why the Transformers movies keep getting. Uh, the big returns because they do fantastic over there. Yeah, they, they can. Everybody could see them here and just dump all over them. But you know what? And when they hit when they hit the Chinese market, they just eat it right up. China loves robots. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna say, I, contra- controversy, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> but sucker punch. <laughs> How to even begin? We open on a stage. Which we, I thought was weird. We do, yeah. Uh, a curtain opens, and we're on a stage, which somehow becomes the movie. The opening ten minutes of which is basically a shitty music video. Um, there's and- a there's a doctor in one of the in one of the shots who's shaking his head, and I immediately thought even he doesn't want to be in this movie he's like nope not not gonna do it and just they, walks off, sc- off screen they, they just caught footage of him turning it down because he never <laughs> appears in another part of the movie but this is uh just to give you an idea of kind of the music in this movie it's just a little snippet of some of the the amazing uh cover songs there are a couple of genuinely good songs but this is one of the oh covers. and they're all, they're all period accurate right yes well you'll okay. hear in a second that's very period accurate here we go Nothing in, but you ask yourself, where is my 
So first of all, on top of that being a horrible cover of the Pixies, Where Is My Mind, um, just like, <laughs> it's the whole movie is so depressing. Yep. I get that this movie is not going to be like upbeat the whole way through, but there is, much like a DC movie, there is no like, it's all whoop, it's flat and down, like there's no up at all. No, it's, it's definitely very um, de- depressing. Uh, to watch, to say the least. Even the um, even the action set pieces uh, are still like they're so uh, they're so drained of color that you're like I, you feel like you're just like yeah they won but did they really win? <laughs> nothing feels also like the, the the other thing that really hurts this movie is nothing feels like it matters. No, like. It, 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 stuff just happens. Well, well, I guess we have to get into the plot a bit to to explain this. But basically, we start off with uh, the character Baby Doll. That is her name in the movie, folks. Her name yeah. is Baby. They never give her real name, do they? We don't get any of the girls' real names except for Amber. <laughs> yeah, all of them have nicknames like Baby Doll, Rocket, Rocket. Uh, Sweet Pea, and Blondie, Amber. and Amber, and, and Amber. <laughs> The one Asian girl, the token Asian girl, was like, just just give me a name. <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious if she had been named Blondie. <laughs> well, to be fair, the character named Blondie has black hair. Yes. Like, jet black hair. Like, like there's... <laughs> and it gets back stare. Is that... <laughs> yes. Better song than any... Better song than most songs in this movie. Goddamn right. Uh... So, yeah, so we start off with the character Baby Doll, played by Emily Browning, uh, who you probably don't know because I don't think she's in much else, to be honest. Uh, but she's she's crying because her mother has just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming her stepfather had something to do with it. Or at least, yeah, it seems like there's some nefarious uh Yeah, he's, you, you get an idea that he is, he, there's something inherently bad about him. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he if he killed the mom hoping to get the uh, inheritance. Uh, when he finds out that she left all of her money to her two girls, he gets a glint in his eye, and you're like, "Is he gonna kill them, or is he gonna try and rape them?" You know, it's never too clear, but it's it's very clear that he's a scumbag. What what I think is funny is that he finds out the inheritance is going to them, and his solution is, "I'll kill them." You're still not getting your inheritance. Yeah, <laughs> you're still not getting. They the don't money. have wills. That's going to probate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what his. I, he just gets angry and says, "Well, I guess my only solution is rape." Because <laughs> mm. uh, he gets real drunk, mm-hmm. and because he can't get a hold of baby doll, she scratches him in the in the face. He decides to go after the younger sister. Uh, now this is where I got a little confused because baby doll finds a gun. And shoots at him, misses. Now, did she accidentally kill the sister, or had he already killed the younger sister? No, from my understanding is that she had accidentally killed the sister. I, although I'm not entirely sure how, because they never show where she gets shot. And the general area that she would be firing at on him would be up considerably higher than where his sister, her sister was. Unless we're talking about some sort of errant ricochet that hit her, but that was never ever made clear. Yeah, like, it hits a light, and then you see, like, a pipe burst, but I don't think mm. it was, like, the way she found the sister and where she found her, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. 
And surprise, surprise, like you said, it's not really explained very well. No. <laughs> but because of this, she, first of all, also, I don't know how she missed. Because mm. <laughs> he's literally standing in front of her about two feet, maybe. And he is and she, a large chap. Yeah. And at least if, you, if you're going to miss the head, like, just go for the, the chest? I don't know. Well, the good news is that even if she survives this, she has an excellent future as an Imperial Stormtrooper. <laughs> yes, she is actually Emily Browning is in the newest Star Wars movies. <laughs> That's where you may have known her. Emily yeah, Browning. and then the uh, and all the fans on Four Channel get mad at her, and she'll have to quit Twitter and Instagram. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, hmm. people are very, people are grown ups. Fanboys are real grown ups online. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, eventually the cops show up. She gets taken to an asylum by the stepfather. I would think that the cops would be doing that. Well, here's the thing. It is supposed to be, like, what, 1940s? I, who knows? It could be the it could be the future, for all I know. Because well, like, it jumps around, like... Yeah. It, it, there's, there's so many, like... Uh, well, if... Okay, let's just take... Let's just take that the... The, the first world that we're in is the base that is sure. that is the reality yeah so looking at the cars and other modes of transportation not to mention how uh the you know mental health is handled at the time i'm gonna say it's a pretty safe bet that we're talking late 40s if not early 50s because world war ii is a thing right at this at this point because it, it gets you know, it's it's it plays into the movie later. I do take issue with the song choices then, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, not not period specific or not, not appropriate true. rather at all. <laughs> yeah, not and like could there be a more on the nose song about people in an asylum than where is my mind? Or, you know, well they they do sweet dreams. They did sweet dreams plays well, and not the original, by the way. Of course, they're all covers. A terrible cover. Yeah. Um it's just like all they do. All they did was take someone to like sing it slower. Like those are the covers of these yeah. songs. <laughs> it's got to be depressing. So, although I did think it was funny that they were playing "Sweet Dreams" uh, when they took her to Lennox House, <laughs> which isn't Lennox House because uh, yes, but he's got the keychains is Mount Pleasant. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Ugh. Well, and isn't uh, Annie Lennox? Isn't she in the Arithmics? Yeah, yeah. She's she was the so. Uh, Yep. So they used her song, but not by her, and then made a reference to her. <laughs> I I I hope that's on purpose, but I don't know. <laughs> I I if it's not, that's yeah. Uh, but Baby Doll is taken to the asylum by her stepfather, and we meet Blue, played by Oscar Isaac, who at that point hadn't really done a whole lot, and nope. I think you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> don't think he's very good in this movie i will just say uh maybe controversial opinion i don't know he seems like he's still trying to get uh i don't know he feel, i feel like he has a hard time he's a little over the he's pretty over the top and well, he's definitely very um what's it, it's that melodramatic villain yeah. that he and it's all that all the time there's no subtlety to to the portrayal and constant like pauses Maybe like, that's what they were told. That's what he was instructed to do. If if that's the case, then spot on. Good for him for following direction. Sure, 
<laughs> also, he does seem a lot uh, like way too young to be the warden of this place. I feel. Well, I don't. He's not a. I don't. He's not a warden. I. He's almost like a like uh, would be like a shift, uh, or a supervisor for the orderlies. He mm-hmm. wouldn't like because they. He talks that uh, uh, the Gorski, the the doctor, she's the head doctor, and uh, but she's she wouldn't be she. He's he's more in charge of like the I guess the delegating and the boots on the ground type stuff so like a lot of pay he deals with a lot of paperwork his job would be more clerical than anything else whereas she would be more concerned about the day-to-day treatment regimens that the patients would be going through <laughs> but yeah like i said they, they show up to lennox house is the name of the place and then when you he's wearing a key around his neck um that says mount pleasant on it okay i didn't notice the name i know I'll, yeah. all i noticed with the key is that she it, it does a very like slow mo on the key and then the knife and then the lighter or like or the fire <laughs> just very subtle hints of what's to come i got to tell you if he had taken this to bethesda and said i got an idea they would have made a fantastic video game with this <laughs> but bethesda well but the the you know the the folks who do like the wolvenstein and doom Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, basically, this is at first a music video and later becomes a video game. At no point did it feel like a movie to me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so I don't know. This might be our first uh, video game slash music video uh, film in quotes. Yeah. So he takes the uh, the. They're taking Baby Doll on the the tour, and they take him in, take her into the the gym, which is also a theater, but it looks like the prison. A prison gym or a high school gym that was converted into a prison, and yeah, the the sets aren't much much better. <laughs> no, and like we're we're to, we're told that this is like uh, Doctor Gorski again, played by uh, Carlo Gaginos, has this theater set up to get patients to relive their trauma, so she can help them like work their way through it. I guess, which is actually you know that's that's a pretty solid uh, psycho psychoanalytical way to attack to take because mm. you know it forces a, a patient to kind of examine what why they are why the way they are sort of thing right uh yeah no that that's yeah not even not even one of the major issues in this movie at all that's this is the it's the I, hey i tried to find good points where i could find them <laughs> yeah um but basically here uh blue conspires with the stepfather so he's not a good guy he basically tells him he's going to need two thousand dollars to forge forge a signature on a lobotomy so that baby doll will not remember anything that happened and he can basically get off scot-free two grand for a lobotomy yeah (laughs) which again if if we're saying this is the 40s then that's a shit ton of money it is and he actually was originally said what with 1200 yeah so he bought he shook him down for an extra eight for the lobotomy which they are constantly referring to as paradise did you notice that when so he tells him it's going to be two grand for a lobotomy this is such a small point but this is just something i noticed when i was like going through it again real quick he goes the stepfather goes into his wallet and he's just got a wad of tens <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's probably about like it's not very thick wad of tens e- either so it's like they didn't even bother to put the correct like m- money in for the shot <laughs> It should be hundreds, not tens. Yeah, at least. So <laughs> he just has the cash in his wallet too. Like, yeah, two grand right here. Here you go. But yeah, 
he's doing this and he's like he's like uh you know you could do this or do you want the if you want it done quickly or do you want the detectives asking questions to her and and he's like ah oh, well the the truth is complicated it's not complicated you're a skis and possibly a diddler <laughs> yeah like i don't know i i don't get it like if she did accidentally shoot the sister then the police also the police would have escorted her there or she'd be in jail before anything like yeah. it's just it's it I, this movie doesn't make sense guys well i mean again it's if it's if it's the if it's the late 40s and early 50s w- w- women didn't have as, as many rights as they do now <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah so baby doll is introduced to the girls the girls that she meets there the other inmates who by the way there are more than five girls but we only ever see those five girls there there has to be more than five people in this whole asylum yes but there is uh i believe we named them all already but it's rocket sweet pea blondie uh baby doll of course and amber amber yeah <laughs> which is the only real name <laughs> on all of them <laughs> uh but she quickly uh, now I'm just trying to think. Now, does this happen before? Well, the, they, it's the first thing they take her like she's gonna begins. Well, no, that's it. They they right. They take her to John Ham uh, to John Ham, and he's <laughs> about to to deliver the lobotomy, uh-huh. and then that's when we get the drop down with no warning whatsoever, where we drop down a level of her consciousness or sanity into the brothel world. Where Sweet Pea is her. No. Because she's wearing a blonde wig and she's in the same position. Oh, yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Because they're okay. working out, like, a routine. And she's For like, a... why do we have a lobotomy in the routine? The best yeah. is so she goes, because they're, like you said, they're in a brothel now. And they're yeah. doing a dance routine. And she's like, I don't understand the point of the lobotomy. What I really like is how she's like, the mental patient thing, I get it. That that could be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the crazy ones are a demon in the sack. What can I say? <laughs> Sweet Pea, she gets what she wants because she's the star. She's the star. She's a great big star. And her sister, and Rocket is her sister, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, like, who cares? No one really knows who any of these girls are. We don't even know why the rest of the girls are there. Yeah, and then we get reintroduced to Baby Doll. Yeah. Uh, where we basically, where Blue is basically uh, a, a, a pimp. Yeah, and uh, her stepfather is uh, a, priest? a priest with an Irish ac- affectation. Yeah, well, I mean, you a know, little bit. Catholic. Like he's, he's got a. Well, he suddenly got like an accent now. Yeah, uh, my favorite is he says like, "Don't worry, girl. You'll be. You'll have a great time." And then she spits in his eye. And he's like, "You little bitch!" <laughs> well, isn't that actor legit? Like uh, Irish or British at least. What? What is? Isn't the actor? Oh, the guy, the guy who plays yeah. stuff. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't even know who that is. Uh, I, I think I've seen his stuff before, and I want to say he's had accents before. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been yes, <laughs> on par with John Hamm showing up at this movie. What are you doing here, sir? <laughs> One question I have about Baby Doll. They do mention that she's 20 years old. She mm-hmm. looks like she's 12. There's a, that, but I mean, that's what they're going for, right? Oh, I know, but that makes it a little bit more creepy. Yes. Uh, I will say, though, <laughs> that she actually looks really good. Like, she's 
just bright and like chipper and like she's very like she looks like an anime character come to life yeah but she looks very like magnetic you know what i mean so yeah. much so that the other girls kind of look like garbage <laughs> they, they all look like they're 20 years older than her yeah um and vanessa hudgens is like an attractive girl but in this movie she does not look good she's got like a mop of hair on her head i mean i'm not saying it's her fault i'm saying it's the people that did like the the lighting and the makeup and stuff like i I just think like they're doing those these girls no favors yeah no that's true no all these girls are attractive on their own just not in this movie (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it has to do with the costuming and the lighting oh yeah 100 percent. yeah that's exactly what i'm blaming it on so (laughs) when we get we cut to a bit where uh was it rocket is stealing baker's chocolate yeah delicious which... delicious baker's chocolate <laughs> right she's just gonna eat it on its own gross Ugh, gross indeed and the cook like is so mad that she stole a block of baker's chocolate he tries to like basically rape her in the kitchen is it just me or did the chef look like rob ford <laughs> i think it was him yeah that was actually the leaked video that got him in trouble. <laughs> that he was in Sucker Punch. <laughs> him beating up Jenna Malone for stealing Baker's chocolate. Yeah, this is a documentary, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she... But Baby Doll saves her. Baby Doll saves her. This is the real This is the real uh, plot point that kind of gets them gets them all kind of in cahoots with each other. Yeah. Because, she, yeah, she nearly, she nearly rapes her. And then Baby Doll comes in with a knife to save her. But then I'm like, in the world of the brothel... This hardly ever comes up again. Like, she hardly ever seems like that willing. Yeah, Yeah. she doesn't really seem like a hard-ass the rest of the movie, except for, like, you know, the fantasy world, obviously, but... But here's the... And I guess before we even get into it, because we're going to drop down another level of sanity here, where where (laughs) all the battles take place. Oh, God. And we're constantly going back and forth between these two planes of her existence. Would it have killed them to have at least one or two dip-ups into the base world? So that we can kind of get an attack of at least some of this stuff is legitimately happening, and it's not just all in her mind. Yeah, and my, and, and my other problem with that too is that this all seems to be happening within the span of like three seconds in the real world. Yeah, but which doesn't later make on, any sense. But because, later yeah, on, because, they explain that it didn't. It took place over days, which doesn't make any sense either. Because yeah. we didn't. We she literally shows up, and then it's like, oh, time for the lobotomy. Yeah. Like, it's... Zack Snyder. Baby Doll has her tryout, which is set to modern techno. Can I ask a a general question about the the whole brothel thing? Okay. Why why is it that Baby Doll's idea in her mind of, like, her escape from this, like, asylum is for her to be, like, in a whorehouse? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This asylum is torturous. Female empowerment, I guess? (laughs) I'd rather be... Owned by a pimp, a pimp, Oscar Isaac, and forced yeah. to dance. <laughs> I just, that just, that was just weird for, to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, where, where, where are we at now? So, her, her tryout that's set to modern techno music. Right. Uh, I think this is actually where they play the Bjork song in the in the movie. Yeah. Uh, which, at least, it's the original. <laughs> You have all the weapons you need. You have all the weapons you need. Now here's the newest song from Bjork. 
Yeah. It's 1943. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we get another drop down into the 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 battle fantasy world. Yeah, it's like which another changes constantly because the the brothel is a constant as well. Like mm-hmm. when you drop up out of this, it's always the brothel, it's always the same people, they're always that. But when you every time we drop down into the battles, it's a different period of time or even just a different reality in general uh, with the same stuff happening. Yeah, the only constant is the girls and the wise man played by Scott Glenn. Yeah, I was like, sweet, stick from dead daredevils in this. (laughs) Yeah, I literally have a note that's almost the same thing, except it just says, sweet, Scott Glenn. (laughs) I guess that's cool. (laughs) Nothing against him or for him, but like, just like, all right. I thought it was kind of weird that this first fantasy that Baby Doll goes to is sort of like um, like an Asian temple. Yeah, and, and she's given some sage Asian wisdom by, by a white by guy. By Scott Glenn, what yeah. old white man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense for him in the all the other fantasies, but this one, this, wouldn't it have been horrible if they had made him, like, Asian but still Scott Glenn? Like, affect an Asian accent or oh, something? Oh, man. Ooh, that would have been disastrous. Well, at least it was in 2011. I mean, had that on yeah, its side, I guess. That's never stopped them before. I mean, think about it. You're right. I mean, it, at least it wasn't a Wayans Brother movie. I mean, that's right. Because it could have been way more offensive. Or other Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> true, true that, true that. Oh, so where are we? Yes, so. So the giant samurai. Well, the first stick, or (laughs) Scott Glenn, because we never get the guy's name, gives Uh, her the list of all the stuff she needs. Yes, he's also he's credited in the movie as wise man. Okay, well I'll call him Stick. (laughs) Um, Okay. It gives her. It tells her she's gonna need flame and a map and a knife and a flame map knife and a. Jesus, what is the other thing? Because there was five of them, and the last one was super cryptic. Uh, there was okay. There was a map. There was flame. Yeah. There was a knife. Yeah. There was something else. <laughs> Jesus, what was it? I can't remember. That's what this movie does to you. This is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's think of the stuff I... they steal. Then they st- they steal a knife from the butcher. They steal a, a lighter uh, from some dude. Uh, they steal uh, the map uh, or blueprint to the place. Key, a key. A key, of course. The one around his neck that said Mount Pleasant. Derp. Yeah. And then finally, uh, the fifth thing, which is a mystery. Uh, a, a sacrifice. A victory. A perfect victory. It's like, shut up. <laughs> we don't get the revel in our shut up because the giant stone samurai made of light show up and she has to fight them in high heels. Yeah. Which And this scene lasts approximately 35 minutes. Uh, did you say 35 years? <laughs> yeah let's go because it was long and yeah. it, it presented to me like the the first kind of problematic thing that with the women in this movie and the the, the stuff that they get to wear when going into battle she's going into battle and fight a sword fight in high heels and essentially an asian schoolgirl outfit and then later on when they're in war all of the girls do any of them have body armor on of course not 
Any bulletproof vests or helmets? No. Uh, no? Well, I think one of them has a helmet that says Amber. Maybe, okay. Maybe <laughs> any any full-length pants and combat boots? Hmm. No, lots of skin exposed. Right. This uh, this movie is like... It's like if, if, it, if it, someone in their mid-teens who has just really gotten into girls and video games wrote a movie called... Man, wouldn't it be cool if after that... The movie. That's what this would be. Are we sure that Zack Snyder actually made this movie and it's not just a 14-year-old boy? Well, maybe he just took the writing credit. I don't know. But <laughs> it, it, everything is like, you know, they, he's going to fight a samurai with a, with, with a Nolan Wilson nose. Oh, wow. A wow, wang. It's a, a wang. wow, a wang nose. That's quite the wang you got on your wang. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's got a penis on his face? <laughs> they, the the uh, Owen Wilson and the samurai, yes. yes. Um, so she fights them, and they're made of light. Yeah, and one of them also has like a machine gun. Yes, a machine gun which which fires uh, flares. Apparently, every bullet lights up like a flare. Now, I got a friend of mine, Luke, who is really big on these sorts of things. Uh, bullets don't make light when no. they you don't see them stream across places. Okay, In there's, a, there's right. There's a muzzle flare that that from the explosion, but the bullet itself doesn't generate any light. Now there is a thing called a tracer round. I've been told by him, of course, uh, that will generate like a phosphorus glow, so you can track your targeting. But mm-hmm. they usually only fire around every fourth or fifth shot. They're not every shot, and every shot that this guy fires off, this samurai firing off a machine gun, is lit up like a Christmas tree. Well, let us also not forget that uh, it also light bullets exist from Alone in the Dark. Of Yes, the rave bullets. I forgot about those. <laughs> totally real, based on a real thing. Yeah. But yeah, and I actually wrote here because I, like, I never thought I would end up writing this note about a movie with uh, a scene with giant samurais. But I was like, I wrote down, can we just stop the giant samurai scene? Which is a sentence nobody should ever have to say. No! I've had enough of the giant samurai fighting. (laughs) But it ends up like a big, like a Naruto Dragon Ball Z uh, to finish it, where she she decapitates one of the samurai or something, and it's all like it's a flood of light, and then we pop back up to the, the brothel level. And that is how you dance. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. Oscar Isaac, I actually wrote down at this point, I'm like, Oscar Isaac is the Robert Davi and showgirls of this movie. <laughs> but, like, a little bit more aggressive, as we'll see later. Yeah. Uh, and then we find out that it's not just, um, not just Baby Doll wants to escape, but Old Rocket wants to get out, too. Yeah, I think, like, the idea is supposed to be that they all kind of want to escape, but they're not really willing to take the risk. Yeah. Well, this is the point where, um... Like, uh, Sweet Pea doesn't want to escape because she doesn't doesn't want to take the risk. Yeah. And, uh... And she's kind and of the she, de facto leader, sort of. Yeah, and she's she's talking smack about Baby Doll, and, uh, this is where Rocket... She kind of stands up and says, hey, you know, she she defended me, she stopped me, when that, that monster had me pinned down, and, 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 uh, he grabbed me in the kitchen, and I was like, excuse me, you were stealing. <laughs> I'm gonna put I that mean, out there. I mean... He did go a little overboard. A little bit. 
But she's she was not blameless. I mean, she was going to eat that delicious baking chocolate. Ugh, gross. Just raw. Just take a big <laughs> chunk out of it. Oh, uh, and then just with, with just that, um, they're all in. <laughs> yeah, September coming in September. Because <laughs> there you go. Uh, got that wrestling reference in. Got it in. There you. Because. Uh, uh, David all starts laying out all the stuff they're going to need, like a list, like in a video game. Like, this would mm-hmm. be a great video game. Oh, and Nathan. Yes? For this for this secret plan to, to occur, <laughs> um, where does she write this highly important list that probably no one else should see? Oh, she just flips over the uh, the chalkboard with the run order on it and starts jotting it down on the other side. Uh, but but it's under lock and key, so no one could just walk in and see it, right? Oh no, just anybody who's looking to clean both sides of the uh, the, the the slate would uh, would see it <laughs> by merely flipping it over. Yes, but the room is locked, right? No one could just walk in. No one ever just walks into that room. Uh, well, you know, considering that Blue runs the place, I'm pretty sure he has access to it all the time, anytime he wants. Okay, so what you're saying is it's a horrible fucking place to write down your plan. It's a terrible place. Yes, an absolutely oh. terrible place. And there's only five of them. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... all... <laughs> and I realized that we just had a real problem trying to remember all five items. <laughs> I know. We, we, this is going to seem really hypocritical. <laughs> but they should, at the very least, be able to remember the things that they need to escape. We didn't need those things to escape. We yeah. just needed to help us get along in this terrible, terrible plotline of a movie. Nathan and I are not trapped in a brothel, guys. No. We didn't need to remember these items to escape said brothel. Yeah. Yeah. This is a life and death situation. I don't <laughs> think you would write that down on a fucking chalkboard in the, where everyone can see it. <laughs> oh, this movie. Yeah. But yeah, she eventually she eventually convinces them all to do it, though. Yeah. That they're they going to get these the, items. The blueprint is the first thing they take, isn't it? The blueprint. The map in Blue's office. Yeah. Blue's blueprint. <laughs> and and this is the weird thing, too. So in this movie, we are made to believe that when, when uh, Baby Doll dances, that sends the men into a trance, whoever's watching her. Like, like, yeah, they can't pay attention to anything. They're so mesmerized by they're it. They're mesmerized. And I'm like, I like how they never actually show her dancing. Like, I bet that actress could not dance. And they were <laughs> just like, well, we'll, uh, we'll just we'll just show the beginning of her kind of swaying a little bit. And then we'll cut into it. Then we'll drop down a sandy level and it'll be, I don't know, fighting samurais or German Nazis or dragons or whatever. It's Wouldn't like it be in- cool if next happened? It's like it's like Inception with a lot more sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot less good writing. <laughs> but but yeah, so basically uh Sweet I think it's Sweet Pea. She goes to see Blue and says, "Hey, Baby Doll's going to dance. Don't you want to watch?" "Oh, I sure do. Let's leave this office unlocked and go see that." Yeah. So and then we, she yeah, starts the, to dance and we drop down into World War 2. We sure do. Uh, and the wise man is there to brief us again. And he all—he has some of the greatest lines in this movie, doesn't he? If you uh, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Don't, don't, uh, don't sign, don't write checks your ass can't cash. Which, he mangles that one. Yeah, he says, don't write checks with your mouth that you're... 
or he says the opposite. You can't cash with your butt or something. Yeah. When everybody says don't write don't write checks that your butt can't cash. Right. You yeah. know. And this is uh we should note this is like steampunk World War Two. Yes. <laughs> like I and I just wrote I just want steampunk Hitler. <laughs> Where is my steampunk Hitler appearance? It didn't happen. <laughs> Fuck this no. movie. Well, there we got we got steampunk Nazis. I mean, yeah. Oh, and like, did you notice too? Uh, when Scott Glenn does the whole like, okay, you're going into battle. You're gonna need to to take this map, which is the map they're actually stealing from the mm-hmm. uh, brothel, which is also the map they're stealing from the asylum. Listen, guys, this movie is fucking nonsense. But anyway, all this is happening to the set of a cover of White Rabbit. Oh right, one and there's a giant mech. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the weirdest trench fight in the history of tele or television movie history. The thing that Scott Glenn says though is he's like, I, one thing I notice is he's like, oh, and don't worry about killing anyone because they're made of steam. And I'm like, they're Nazis. Why would I worry about killing any of them? Yeah, there should have been. Yeah, it would have been should have been perfectly fine. <laughs> like I, great. <laughs> There is a there is a giant dirigible at one point, and all I can think of is oh the humanity. That's right. It's 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 like a kid with maybe just a History Channel's afternoon viewing of World War Two documentaries. That was his working knowledge of of World War Two. And he said, "Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if the if they'd been steam powered robots and there was a giant mech? Let's and write then, that." And then Zack Snyder was like, "Yes, fuck yeah, it would. Fuck yeah! Did you guys hear I'm getting to do the new Superman movie? <laughs> Bet it's gonna be great. He doesn't have a mustache, does he? Oh uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> this I will just say this, guys. All all of these scenes don't matter." Not a bit. At all. I would have honestly, and again, this is not something I thought I would say, I would have rather just watched the movie if it all took place in the either the asylum or the brothel. Yeah. I'm okay with not having any of these sequences. Mm-hmm. It just, it's... Just going back and forth between the brothel and the insane asylum. Sure. Just so that we can get, uh, uh, we can kind of get... Uh, an idea of what she's using as an escape mechanism to deal with being in the in, in the asylum, but still knowing that you know this stuff is still really happening in real life, but with the veneer of her insanity disguising it as them trying to escape escape a brothel. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's so like why add another layer to it? It just doesn't make any sense. There's all there's a couple things I did write about the war scene though. Uh, at one point, there's a door and Rocket just kind of shoulders into it. And she's like, "Well, we can't get into it, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> like that's, they have giant like bazookas. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I couldn't open it with a football tackle. So. <laughs> uh, also, these at one point, these two like Nazi steam things are like. She baby doll's about twenty feet away, and instead of just like shooting her with a regular gun or you know like going to like kick her or something, they're slowly loading this giant gun. Mm-hmm. So baby doll like, easily runs over and just kicks them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say they're made of steam. Yeah. So maybe they're it's, not it's, smart. It's, it's they're not, and you know that it's they're Nazis too. So yeah, she also uh, cuts bullets away with her sword. <laughs> it's like you freaking Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at least Deadpool was actually shot. 
Yeah, your bullets are really, really fast. Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, but, oh, guys, Deadpool 2, go see a better movie. <laughs> a way better movie. But she, yeah, and it's like, I know this is supposed to be a fantasy world, but if she could just uh, chop all these bullets out of her way, what kind of what kind of suspense am I supposed to be feeling here then? Yeah. Like, well, if she could just do that and, like, basically fly, because there's points where she is basically a bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like there's no... There's, there's, no, no, there's no physics at all. No. Yeah, there's no... Like, there's no suspense. There's no, like, it's oh my god, are they going to be okay? That's it. Like, in the... If we were talking about this portion of her step-down psyche is... It's absolutely fantastical because it's... You know, there's a giant mech and they're fighting steam people and there's giant samurai and later on there's dragons. And I really felt like... I, when Especially the later ones, I was like, this is like if somebody decided to film a story from the magazine Heavy Metal. <laughs> you know, not not movie about heavy metal, but like the, the fantasy magazine Heavy Metal. When you said steam people, all I like to think of steam yeah. people, steam <laughs> people. Look like people made of steam, steam people. People. <laughs> So uh, so we go back to the 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 not the real world but the brothel. Yeah, well, no, world. we step up to the brothel world, and she's got to dance for the mayor. But we get this kind of like real Scooby Doo moment for Blue, where he's like, "Tackles, there's two tackles." Honest In my to God. Map? Oh yeah. Do you, honest to God, do you think a guy with his skeeziness is so? observant that that uh, something like that would catch his eye no no there's no effing way no none at all (laughs) (laughs) he sees the two tackles in his map and that makes him think that someone has like taken it down and put it back up and And so that's a cause for concern right yeah. Uh, but Blue is very impressed with the dance. Like you said, he tells uh, Carla Gugino, he's like, I want her to dance for the mayor. And she says, yeah. "He, she's not ready yet. I'm sorry, she's not ready yet. She's luring people into a trance with her dancing. I'd say she's ready. And all the stuff that goes on with him, like, kind of grabbing and pawing on the girls, and, and all, which this is one of those things where I really wanted to know, like, I wanted them to step up into the, back up into the insanity asylum level so we could see, is he really legitimately doing this to these girls in the, the base world, in the real world? Well, and I thought, like, in the in the brothel scene, you know when they, they showed, Rocket shows Baby Doll, the, the sex room? I thought that was like, oh, so they're actually getting, like, raped during this. Which, yeah. Because that's, that's the same room, uh, spoiler alert, that Blue later takes Baby Doll in and tries to rape her. Mm-hmm. Just like all, all obviously done up differently, yeah. So I think I think that's also going on. Mm. Yeah, this movie is fun for the whole family. <laughs> did it, did it, did it seem to you like the mayor looked like a gross Charles Nelson Riley? He he did look pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> he was a grossy. Uh, Mariah would definitely call him a fug a fuggo. Total fuggo. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, and I feel so bad for Amber, because she's like, ugh, kiss his neck, ugh. Get the lighter, get the lighter from him while he watches yeah. Baby Doll dance. That's right. Harrison, Harrison Ford sex scene. <laughs> and then we drop down again. 
into World War Arthurian times. Oh, Lord of the Rings? Yes, but with like, the, more like Reign orcs? of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are, but they are literally orcs. Yes, and like, there's a dragon. <laughs> and there's a dragon. And it's like, it's just, oh, the nonsense continues. She's like, oh, you gotta go kill this baby dragon and steal two crystals out of its throat, and then those but, crystals make fire. What? Wake the mama. <sighs> I was like, yes. God damn you, sucker punch. And they, they jump out of the plane and have their superhero landing, which would destroy their knees. Oh, yeah. That, that, you gotta love that trope in, like, all yeah. these fucking movies. All wearing lingerie, not a stitch of armor on them. Yeah, female empowerment, Nathan. Come on. Yeah, and there's flying monkeys. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, when you gotta ape them, you gotta ape the classics. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. I also note here that um, I created a new word for this movie. Okay. Uh, slow mover kill. Oh, oh yeah, there you because go. That's a, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a reasonable feeling that you have there, Brendan. Oh, I, I like I when 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 it got to the point where the mayor's ash landed on his own foot from his cigar in slow motion, I was like, "Give me a fucking break." You gotta pad that I film somehow. Literally yelled that at that point. I was like, "This is unreal." <laughs> so upset. Uh, so, but they get they do on the brothel level. They do get the lighter. Oh well, yeah, so. because they 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 uh, well, hold on. This is oh right the dragon thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they they kill the they take the crystals and make fire. Yeah, and, and they because and they kill them. They kill the mother dragon. Who they crash into like a building or a fucking I don't God damn who this movie fucking who fucking cares <laughs> I do it they crash through a bridge or something they trick it into like running itself it basically killing it and it's just like ugh yeah baby doll basically ends it by like she's on top <laughs> of the of the dragon's head and it's got she's got like her sword in its head and she's like yeah victory yeah and then we and go back to then, the real world or the brothel yeah. world. Yeah. And they're they're celebrating and 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 blues all like oh what do we got over here? Oh, I talk okay. So I do actually have this little scene here that, okay. uh, where Blue is up uh, starts to suspect something at this point. Mm-hmm. So they do take the mayor's lighter, um, yep. and he kind of like reaches around for it. So Amber was basically making out with his gross f- Charles Charles Nelson Riley his neck. <laughs> She probably got her tongue stuck in a wrinkle, and uh, <laughs> or a fold, a fold. Yeah. Oh God. Zack Snyder's like, can we show that in slow motion? All sweaty. It smells like peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I try. I do. And all I ask for in return is just for respect, honesty. You know. Oh, that's okay, Mark. Uh, a give and take relationship but it's come to my attention it's come to our attention that a few bad eggs led by one little egg in particular have spit in the face of that generosity and are plotting against me me your protector your employer and that's the line. 
He went from hot to cold. <laughs> Employer! Employer! Yeah. Just like an insane... Like he was having random awkward pauses until that point, and then when he just goes off on that last word, he lo- he, he, loses, he loses me right there. <laughs> but yeah, he starts to su- suspect something. However, he doesn't do anything yet. No. But he does get Sweet Pea to think that they should maybe call the whole thing off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> he has the line about the, uh, the, the fraternity of performance is like, actually it would be a sorority in this case. Oh yeah. 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 Mm. He's like, yes, the, you're celebrating. He's like celebrating the performance and he's like, yes, the fraternity of the theater or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue. Uh, these are, oh shit. Is that the twist? <laughs> Go back to the asylum, and they're actually all... It's an actually all male pr- asylum? They're all transgendered. <gasps> transgendered asylum? Well, if it was the 40s, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because they would have just assumed all transgender people were crazy back then. I well, would've. yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, they man. Would've. That would have been a much more interesting movie. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's still film about tolerance. <laughs> yeah, like by Ben and Zach- Arthur. By Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't do anything with stealth. <laughs> so now they got to get the knife. I think that's the last thing they need to get, isn't it? But, yeah, but before that, Blondie is in tears. Okay. Oh, she's so sad. Vanessa Hudgens like, so sad? is so sad, you guys. Because she's worried about getting caught. Mm. And uh, Carola Gugino walks in the room and says, Oh, don't worry, you can tell me anything. And then fucking Blue is right there and be like, Yes, tell me I anything. Can't tell you shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she spills the beans. Mm. And uh, yeah, then we go to the girls oh, dance. The dance for Rob Ford. <laughs> Rob Ford the cook. Rob Ford the rapist cook. Um, not saying Rob Ford is a cook, guys. I don't want to. I don't want that to be on the record. <laughs> See what you did there. Hey, don't uh, think he did that either. But you know, topical. Just, fucking just wanted to Doug. smoke some crack. <laughs> fucking Doug. Good. L- have fun with that, Ontario. Yeah, I, I, I just. It's uh, to get off on the tangent. It's so funny to see them in Ontario, people in Ontario who are actually for that whole situation. And it's like, oh my God. Well, you'll get your own little mini Trump at a provincial level. That's right. Mm. I, I, Godspeed to you folks out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're in the kitchen trying to get the knife from the cook. However, uh, they don't notice that a bunch of water is slowly making its way over to the cord on the radio where the uh, completely modern song is playing, of course. Yes. And Baby Doll <laughs> starts her dancing. And this one... I, just, I thought I was like, man, it was really cool that they could turn to that all-shitty cover station. <laughs> <laughs> all-shitty covers all the time. All the time. <laughs> but this time, uh, they go to fight a bunch of Terminators, basically. Yeah. Or a bunch of, like, T-1000s that are not made of liquid metal. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I even fucking know. <laughs> then the wise man is like, you have to find a bomb nicknamed Kitchen Knife. Oh, shit. Clever one, movie. <laughs> we get in- intergalactic... Was it intergalactic planetary... Oh, that's... That's because everything is so ridiculous and, and over the top... That uh, like the, the physics and everything is like oh, if they were fighting, are they? Is there like no gravity where they're fighting? 
<laughs> no, no, there's no gravity Intergalactic planetary, planetary, intergalactic. <laughs> they cut through those Terminators like their swords are goddamn Hattori Hanzo swords. Yeah. <laughs> like, just no problem whatsoever. Um... I did so many robots one, senselessly murdered. I did laugh at one of the robots slow motion punching like rocket. <laughs> it did like that Sherlock Holmes slow motion thing. <laughs> yeah, where her skin just like flaps a little bit at the same time too. Yeah. But the robot uh the robot dance is cut short because the the uh the wire gets the wire of the radio gets wet. The cook comes out of his trance. And <laughs> is about to stab Rocket, but we go back to the world. We go back to the fantasy world. Yeah, which, that doesn't make any sense, because if he's no longer mesmerized, we shouldn't be dropping back down into that level of uh, the psyche. Nathan, this is filmmaking. No, it is not. Oh. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Don't you mean... Plot! Yes, actually, that is what I was referring to, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No problem. Glad I could help you out there. Uh, so he killed Amber and Blondie and uh, well, he kills Rocket. He stabs right. Rocket, and then we. But the but the but in the in the fantasy world, uh, she sacrifices herself with the bomb, which is meant to say that she sacrificed herself so the cook could stab her instead of her sister. And are they dead in, in the base world? I think so. That's never made super clear. The well, they do mention later that she, in the in the main in the real world, that she helped an inmate escape and uh set somewhat started a fire. Um, started a fire. So we know that that stuff is real, but they yeah. don't confirm a lot of the other things. No, but I mean, sure. Let's say she died for real, <laughs> um, or maybe she just got raped too. Who knows? Maybe, but she gets killed and then. Uh, Q Blue. Talking about his toys. Oh, that was weird. Again, I, it, this is supposed to be empowerment. And <laughs> Zach, I heard, I read a review that said Zack Snyder doesn't know the difference between female. Emp- <laughs> this is a rough one, but Zack Snyder doesn't know the difference between female empowerment and rape. <laughs> like, like it's, well, it's just like, it's like these girls, he beats them down so much and then they have no choice but to fight back. But that's not really, like, female empowerment. No. Like, female empowerment would be, like... It would be them taking over the asylum to get their rights back. It wouldn't be running away from him or having... It would be them standing in solidarity. Right. You know, it wouldn't be them sneaking around and doing it... It would be them taking their own back in your face... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Blue is now fully on board with knowing that something is up. Mm-hmm. And he decides to just flat out kill two of them. He kills Amber. Right. And then he shoots Blondie because he's like, eh, no one, need, no one likes snitches anyway. Even though that information helped him out a good, de- a great deal. And this is like, so I like, did he, did he shoot her in, in the, the- base world again and the other thing is you don't see it either <laughs> no you just hear the gunshots off screen again probably because it's a pg-13 movie as well but mm-hmm. still like uh you don't really see headshots in those kinds of movies and if you do it's very quick 
And I just want uh, them to know that this is not a perfect victory. <laughs> because that was the fifth thing. It was like the sacrifice, the perfect victory. None of this is a perfect victory. No, because they lost two. They lost two people. Three. three. Oh, three, right? It's not a flawless victory either, that's for sure. Damn straight. Yep. But we we find out that they actually managed to, to jack the key, and a oh, baby yeah. doll is going to make her sacrifice. Well, because so she, she takes it from, and she stabs Blue in the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Her her actual, like, only real, like, real world, or as close to real world as possible, badass moment in the movie. Outside of threatening to kill the cook. I mean, yeah. Again, uh, that was like an hour ago. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, again, go ahead. She says about the final well, they, sacrifice. They jack his key, and they're going to get away just as the big roller is showing up. Big roller is the the key, or the code that they've been using, which is the the doctor. John uh, Hamm. In, yeah, John Hamm on the base level who's going to come and give uh, Baby Doll a lobotomy. Mm-hmm. So this is where she has her sacrifice so Sweet Pea can escape. And she's like, I realize now this story isn't about me. I was like... Okay, your story is always about you. Your yeah, life is your story. It's always about you. I didn't get that at all. But she's like, she the story, makes... it's your story, it's your story. Yeah. And so she, you know, she, I don't know, it makes, makes it known where she's at. So it's a distraction to those so that Sweet Pea can can escape and get away well, baby doll gets captured and she gets a lobotomy well i thought when she when baby doll gets in front of those people for the distraction that she was going to start dancing again and i was like fuck no <laughs> not again nope because then we step right back up to the uh to the asylum world we're back up to the base world and um to- totally not a perfect victory no <laughs> Because as soon yeah, as soon as she comes back up to the asylum world, she is lobotomized. Yeah, and, and John Hamm's like, whoa, whoa, did you see that? Yeah. In her eye, right there. It's almost like the movie Sucker Punch just happened in her eye. Yeah. Cash that check, John Hamm. Cash that check. <laughs> also the there were there was a disturbing line at this point. Uh John Hamm says, like, the way she looked at me, it's almost as if she wanted it. <laughs> like I thought that was I thought that was odd considering what the t- content of the movie we just watched. You mean empowerment? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's almost like she wanted it. Like what yeah. the fuck movie? <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, she gets lobotomized uh, with no lobotomy scar or no. any trauma to her face <laughs> and perfect makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, Sweet Pea is escaping. Mm-hmm. Because she's she helped her get out. Now this is the part where I wonder if this is even real. Because she gets on a bus, and oh look who the bus driver is! It's Scott Glenn. Yep. And he Who's tells like, you, yeah, she's been on the bus with me since like Kentucky or wherever the fuck he was coming from. Yeah, he told he tells the cops because they they see Sweepy and they think she's suspicious, and he's like, no, no, it's okay. She's been on this bus the whole time and lies to them, even though he's never met her before. Yeah. But then when she gets on the bus, he's like, we've got a long way to go. What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, you know I what? Actually, if, like, my note is, what? What? <laughs> I wrote that at least three or four times during this movie. Uh, but then, back to the asylum. I, it, I have the key. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Back to the asylum, though, we find out that, uh, well, this is the this is another really disturbing scene because Blue takes the lobotomized baby doll into the, the sex room mm. and is about to do something to her, but then he gets arrested because it turns out they found out that he forged the lobotomy uh, papers under yes, Dr. John... Gorski's name. Yeah, John Hamm shows Dr. Gorski the, the order and she's like, that, that's not my signature. <laughs> Dr. Carlo Cugino, is that you? I'm glad to be here. Oh, wait, wait a second, Miloš. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been working on my my impression uh, of her, and I I'm such a fan that I thought I could pass myself off as her. Sorry, thousands of pardons, uh, Mr. Brendan and Mr. Nathan, sir. Oh, thank you. You're doing a fine job on the windows, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Is 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 new uh, cleaning solution I got in the mail from Czechoslovakia. Okay, I want to go over that with vinegar and water after. Oh, that could be good. Uh, it's been leaving some really disturbing streaks on the window. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan. Oh, well, ba- back to work. <laughs> another day, another dollar, as they say. All right, see ya. So, later, Milos. Goodbye. Oh, what a guy. What a great guy. So glad we hired him. <laughs> Stop stealing my shoes. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah, that's good. Studio that's good. shoes. Uh, the end? Yeah, uh, thanks, Zach and Deb. Zach and Deb Snyder. That was, uh, that was Sucker Punch. So basically, uh, uh, Baby Doll's lobotomized, but she, she has her victory, sort of, kind of, and Sweet Pea gets away and is going back home, and it's still really dark. (laughs) Yes. Female empowerment in Hollywood in 2011, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But right now, we are going to take a brief commercial break, so we will be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK. For 25% off your first purchase, that's Schluck, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. And we're back! All right, hey! Man in the Gator, traffic on the tens. Snap, snap, snap! <laughs> That's my thing now. Okay. I got a new catchphrase. Uh, Nathan? Uh, yes, Brendan? Uh, I feel like it's time for a little low haiku? Yes, that would, um, that would be the point of the, um... Oh. The show where we ah. we just have our best um, NPR voices and uh, try to enlighten our um, our audience with that. God, can't do it! Can't do it! Yes, uh, seventeen syllables. That um, really just <laughs> no. sum up this movie. Uh, no, I got this. <laughs> yeah. 17 syllables. 17 syllables that sum up Sucker Punch. Yes. Uh, um, do you mind if I begin this week? By all means. Um, 
You certainly can go. <clears throat> I got sucker punched. Nice visuals, not much else. Does Snyder know girls? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Empowered hookers. What the hell is happening here? Sucker punch. Zack S. <laughs> yes. As in, I would like to sucker punch him as well. Perfectly encapsulates sucker punch. Yes, it it definitely does. It really, really oh. does. Can you please? Get... <laughs> Good lord, I man. Didn't think that was such a hot button topic for you. Oh, saliva splah. Well, if you're, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do public radio, you gotta do it right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that was ever an issue until you started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but Nathan, despite our opinions on this movie, mm-hmm. we always say, "Don't take a word for us." Yeah, don't don't take our word for it, kind folks, because <laughs> the critics gave this one a whole heaping twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I I yeah okay it's high. It's I don't know if it's you know it's, it does, it's not super high. I mean, it's, obviously, it's still a fail, and while the movie itself like is kind of a, it's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And like as far as like a story and stuff goes, it's still there's still a lot of flashy, shiny going on. Not anything that's gonna make up for it. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I just mm. well, I will say that the audience gave it a forty-seven percent. Uh, well, okay, that's... so they're a tiny bit more generous. Maybe, yeah. All the Zack Snyder fanboys with the forty-seven percent. Um, you guys, you just don't get it. Oh well, <laughs> you can you just wait. <laughs> so, first review here, I'll, uh, I'll, I got here. It's an, it's a negative one. Uh, it's from William Goss at Film dot com. He says Snyder likes to think that his Russian nesting doll of a concept is enough to excuse its hollow center. <laughs> Clever. Andrea Gronval of the Chicago Reader says, Gun-toting hotties combat assorted villains and their robot henchmen in this tawdry, repellent action fantasy. I don't know why she turned a British aristocrat there at the end. but Yeah, that was weird. And that was weird that she wrote it like that. Yeah. That she wrote it with an <laughs> accent. Like, I didn't, know, I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Nigel Floyd at Time Out. Oh, he sounds quite British. Snyder pulverizes our senses with derivative digital images and obvious musical choices, but his failure to de- to delineate the levels of reality is confusing and self-defeating. Thank you. More later. <laughs> exactly. It was actually Montrose Magazine. <laughs> um, Alan Rickman. James Biradinelli from Real Views. So oh. the movie isn't bad in the way some incompetently made movies are bad. This is bad because there's much skill evident 
in this pointless endeavor. And I think that's what I'm getting at about the whole 23 not being higher than I expected. Because there is, obviously, there's some skill at hand from everybody in this movie, but it, it it's pointless. Except Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I just point. Vanessa Hudgens, you're the next one to come after us. On blast. <laughs> yeah. Next, yeah, Twitter war with Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I have a movie. <laughs> uh, this, this is a positive review. And mm-hmm. you'll just, uh, this is the only, like, really one of the, like, more glowing ones I could find. It's not super glowing. Uh, it's from Sergio Benite of Espinoff. Okay. Uh, this is, un- oh, sorry. This is unfiltered, Snyder, and either you love him or you hate him. The film doesn't allow half measures. Mm, maybe? <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff is half measures, because a lot of it is, like I said, just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if if this happened next and then this happened? That'd be so awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I, I drew a dragon about it. <laughs> well, I did find another um, positive one from Ali Gray. Ooh. From the shiznit.co.uk. Oh, a well-respected uh, reviewer column. Yep. Uh, if it wasn't executed with such panache, it would probably qualify as one of the dumbest movies of 2011. That's a positive. What? Yeah, oh, it's got a little. Saying it had panache. Okay. <laughs> that was the positive aspect. Wow. Um, sure. This this last critics one, and then I have a couple other ones that I found on uh, the audience ones. This last critics one is from Roger Moore, oh. of the Tribune News Service. So I don't think it's the same one. and all he all his thing says is, "Wait, they're letting this guy remake Superman." So that's a, yeah from 2013. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a positive review. Oh, okay. Well, I got a one final negative one here all from. Right. Wesley Lobo, and then you can get into your super critics or super reviewers. <laughs> had Zack Snyder left no idea undeveloped, he might have had a better film, but underdevelopment appears to have been his motto. Mm, yeah, I agree. What a beautiful looking mess that somebody else, I don't know. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, this one is actually from a YouTube user. <laughs> okay. I actually found this when I was looking for the, uh, for the clips for this episode. Um, so this person has quite an opinion here. <clears throat> this is actually a pretty deep movie. Too bad, unfortunately, as always, the majority of people are unthinking, simple-minded, shallow, dumb, and will probably only think of this movie as a mere chick action flick, or worse, some sexy-slash-sexual visual for their eyes and shallow lust. That person got it. That person knew what they were talking about. That person is woke, as they say. Uh, oh, the, the, okay, this is a, a theme. All these people are like, just, are, they're, they're like, you just don't understand it. That's all their positive reviews. <laughs> like, this person's saying, great movie and formidable cast. So if you can't understand it, maybe it's because you lack imagination. Burn? <laughs> what? Why do I need an imagination to watch? The movie's right in front of me. That's it. Yeah, the idea of a movie is that you don't need to. You can watch it unfold in front of you. If it was a book, I'd lend your argument some credence. 
this uh <laughs> this one is uh somebody who wants a few allies for his uh his positive uh review mm. of this movie an underrated chick flick for women that women that i know do not seem too fond of this it's sad because we would get more of this if more women supported it but the visuals are awesome just when you were like sad i was like did donald trump review this <laughs> it's and i can sad, understand why why women wouldn't like this movie because you're supposed to be okay so your idea of empowerment is a movie directed by a guy where hookers defeat use their sexy dance moves uh, to uh, escape an insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is the last one I'll read. This is just like, it kind of actually uh, parrots something you said in a different in a different way, but it kind of brings it up uh, something you said earlier. So, uh, this is a movie full of eye candy. Like, if a boy got asked the question, what would you like in your movie, and he thinks about it and says, hmm, robot ninja assassins, and zombie Nazis, and giant samurai, and I want five hot chicks to fight them. It was a spectacle, and that is not how you spell spectacle. And a nice continuation of the 300 movie. Uh, this is not a sequel. Yes, you need to get over the plot. Not all plots can have a sixth sense twist at the end, but this one is worth seeing just for the visuals alone. You know what? I'm not surprised he got to do Superman. You know what? Uh, you're right. Not all plots need a, a sixth sense twist at the end of them. But you know what all plots need? A point. Well, I'm going to let Brent take this. Brent, Brent, what do all plots need? Plot! So, yeah. Those are the reviews. So, Nathan. Mm-hmm. As a bad movie, as, as, a, as a very bad movie, would you uh, recommend people watch this? Honestly, no, because I, when I recommend a, a movie, a bad movie, for folks to watch, I will have myself, while watching the movie, probably taken a few riff notes while I'm going. I didn't, there was not a whole lot of riff notes that I took while making this, so meaning to me, there's not a whole lot, like any riffing that I would do would almost seem forced like I, I have to like, uh, and and when you, if if it's if there's a lot of effort that goes into your making fun of the movie, if it's not easy, if it doesn't come easy, mm. don't bother, don't bother. I I hope you admire my restraint at that moment when you just said that. What? When you said "come easy." Oh. But now it's good too job, Because now I've mentioned it. Now we've mentioned it, and you we've ruined it all. Come easy, get it? Ah! Um, yeah, so you're going to say no. I'm also going to say no. Like, the visuals are great on their own. Hmm. The visuals, it, it, like, the movie, there are parts of the movie that the special effects look good. They're just pointless, and it's just like, it's it's like the Transformers movies where, like, it's like, oh, yeah, the special effects are expensive, and they they look great, but why am I watching this? Usually, yeah, it's just a bunch of visual white noise that's happening. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah. it's it's not fun to watch. It's, and it's also depressing, like, it's also, like, dark. Yeah, because, I mean, really, for all the work they, they go into breaking out of the place, and only one of them gets out. Yeah. Like, I get one of them having to make, like, a an ultimate sacrifice type thing, because it's one of the things that's on the list. That they're given, so it's it's foreshadowing that you know somebody's gonna get offed before they escape. But only one of them. I mean, really, 
Nathan, do you realize that you just gave us three wrestling references in a row unintentionally? Did I? I got the, the ultimate really? sacrifice, the list, and really. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> There's like it's so effortless, effortless now. It's just part of they your just vocab. happen without me even. What's that? It's just part of your vocab. Yeah, just it was so effortless. Just yeah. it just they just happen and I don't even notice. Yes, sir. So, now that that is under that now that that is gone and done with, sucker punch. We are done with you. We are moving on. Uh Nathan Mm-hmm. We are taking well, not we're we're not taking a hiatus. I shouldn't say that. Next week we are doing a mini. We are going to air a mini episode. There, there will be a mini so There yeah. will be a mini so But then the week after that, we are going to air our uh, our little snippet, our little thirty minute snippet from the live stream from the Cure event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will be back on July the fifth, and I think that's actually correct. It. Is correct. Oh, Brandon, you're doing great with that calendar, bud. I'm a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, next week mini episode. Week after that will be our live stream from the for the Cure episode, and then July 5th we will be returning. So I guess, and that'll be the start of summer schlockbuster, flopbuster, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And remember, only movies that were released from June 21st to September 20th. I still maintain that summer blockbuster season is June, July, and August, but I will adhere to your yeah, little ruels. Yeah, June, July, and August. You're, no, you're right. June, July, and August. The beginning of June is what I mean. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Not May. Okay, Not well, May. can we at least at, can we at least include all of June? I w- yes. Because okay, that I'll, is what... I, I will... Okay. I'll concede that. Fine. Fine. I am good with that, then. So, uh, so since that is be- that will begin with our next actual movie episode... Uh, I'll drop a little hintaroo. A hintsky? Yeah. Just a little clue, possibly, some uh, a brief snippet to say, hey, what this is what's going to be happening? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So the... A brief insight, if you will, a sentence or two to let everyone know what's what's going to be your next episode? Right. So, that being said... Just a little tiny, just a little bit of wordplay. I'm we'll, we'll give... going to kill you. Continue. Thank you. So, our hint, my hint is, roll the dice! So we're going to Vegas with Slayer? Yeah, that's what it is. Roll the dice! Slayer meets the Phantom of the Park. Delightful. I would pay (laughs) good money to see that. Just Slayer playing the part that Kiss did in that Ugh. movie, and it, I feel it would take a much harder turn I, much earlier in the movie. It'd be funnier if it was even tamer, though. <laughs> it ends up being like that episode of South Park that had corn on it. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's your clue, folks. So figure that one out. So plugs. Uh, uh yes. my, my good friend. What's that? I was gonna say it is a bit. It is a bit past this bedtime, so I wasn't sure if Montrose was around. Uh, yeah, I was gonna wake him up here. Get okay. Yes, yes, yes. I gonna have a cup of tea. Mm. Yes. Um, but what's this for? Is the, the BBC they, Two? What were they thinking? Podcast, uh, Montrose. To oh, plug, plug your. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, Montrose Monkey did the third. Uh, Esquire and friends on Facebook. Uh, Montrose Monkey Din TV on YouTube. Uh, at Montrose the Third, uh, that's the number three. Adi on, on Twitter. Uh, delightful uh, British monkey. Why did you wake me? 
Montrose, you 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 didn't get to watch Sucker Punch with us, aren't you disappointed? No, I'm I'm super glad that I didn't watch that because you know what I have British things to do. Uh, I feel that you you folks should have watched a Hammer film or something with Christopher Lee. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of terrible but still enjoyable. Not um not not Zack Schneider's video game rape fantasies. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take my leave of you and go back to bed because everybody who's decent and respectable is in bed at this point. Uh, thank you. More later. Adios, my friend. He, he's he's not he's a real well. I mean, he's a monkey, but he's a real bear when you wake him up. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as for as for our podcast, of course, you can find it all the podcatchers: iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, uh, Al Jazeera Network, <laughs> Podify, Podify, Human Sentai Pod, Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Society, ABC Spark, but not Disney, HBO, Podcast. Yep. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. What were they thinking? We also have a Facebook group. What were they thinking? Interactive, where you can tell us all how great uh, Sucker Punch is. <laughs> you, can, you can also find us on Twitter at wwtt podcast on Instagram under the same thing. And I believe that's it. Oh, we do have a Redbubble page now. We do have a yes. couple of merch, uh, merch, merch. Yeah, designed by Mariah Lee Rett. Uh, because she did designed by Mariah Lee Rett, inspired by something Nathan said on the show, and that's all I'm gonna say. Go check it out. <laughs> Redbubble.com slash people slash WWTT podcast. We have two things right there. We have a sh- we have uh, our logo, which you can basically get on anything: shirts, mugs, laptop sleeves, if you want. <laughs> and that was my cat that just meowed in the background, but I'm gonna keep it in. <laughs> It's our logo, and then there's another one that's inspired by one of the movies we covered, and something that Nathan said in the show is that <laughs> you'll have to prove that you're an adult to see it, because that's what I found when I went on to Redbubble. I felt better doing that. Okay, <laughs> just because of certain content that's on the shirt. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out, and uh, I let I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag now. But I think in a couple months, once we hit our two year anniversary, which is coming up soon. Uh, I believe we're going to start a, pa- a Patreon page. Mm, great. Some added Good. benefits for our peeps, for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So more details on that to come. And I think that's it. So I guess I just have one question for you. What would that be? Well, in this movie, mm-hmm. this this movie, uh, basically uh, three layers of different worlds right none of which we're confident is 100% real mhm in the, in a movie where the lead character looks like she could be conservatively 14 years old okay let's let's face it mm-hmm. <laughs> in a movie where Zack Snyder's uh as the review put it masturbatory fantasies have come to life yes in a in a film where Oscar Isaac is really working through that acting that early acting. Doing his best. Uh, Doing his best, yeah. yeah. In a movie where almost nothing fucking matters. Mm-hmm. I just have to ask you. What would that be? What were they thinking? Maybe Superman should be doing that. You know, you know, you know I'm, you're just a guy. You're a cool guy, don't get me wrong. But you're just a guy. So, I, and I thought for his evolution as a character, Superman's character, there's a crucible that he has to to go through sort of to really embrace his humanity or find like what is it
It's late, it's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes, a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven at eilfm.podbean.com. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. So I was out with this girl the other night, and she said that she hated Star Wars. Can you believe that? I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch, the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.